Hey friends, welcome back to Creating Success in the Mess. We're your hosts, Corey and Whitney. In this show, we help creative entrepreneurs find success in business by living into their highest potential and calling in life. Hey there, creative friends. It's Corey and Whitney, the best-selling creative artists who sell their own artwork. That's right. Even you are a best-selling artist and creative. If you make tumblers and you sell them, guess what? You are the number one because that's the key. Be number one. That's the whole point of being in business for yourself. Now, for today's topic, we are going to be talking about a very awesome topic. One of my favorite ones, it is creativity. Now, people either got this or they don't got it, right, Whitney? I think everyone has creativity. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not creative. I can only draw a stick figure. <laughs> so, uh, whenever we used to run a brick-and-mortar art studio, we taught people how to paint, how to draw, sketch, pastels, everything, right? Right. And one of the things that used to really get under Whitney's skin, it's okay if I tell you to tell the story, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, you're going to come in. You got your part. Is people would come and say, oh, well, has, look here, sweetheart. I can't even draw a sick figure, so I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this painting thing. And you know what? I found it so funny because it would, like, really irritate you. It would, and I don't get irritated by things very often. <laughs> no, but here was the funniest thing. I always felt like that, that, and it was typically ladies, they always had the best paintings. Like, the whole group would come in, they'd be like, wine and sip, and or just be like some girls come in to take, like, you know, just kind of like a, a single oil painting class. And the one that was like, oh, I can't even draw a stick figure, sweetheart. They had the better paintings. Right. And I figured it out. You know what it is? It's called limiting beliefs. They automatically came in with a limiting belief so that they could lower their standard down to a place that no matter what they walked out with, it was going to be a success. Now, I can kind of see in the short term that that might be a good thing. You know, you could put fuel in your car that way, but you're not going to get very far. It's not going to take you very far. No. At all. Well, they would come in with a limiting belief and it would irritate me. And so then at that point, it was my mission to like basically get rid of that limiting belief. They would come in and they would say, I can't even draw a stick figure. This is going to be terrible. Like, oh, mine's going to be the worst one of the group. And I would always say, well... The good news is we're not here to draw stick figures, right. so yours might be the best of the group. And then they would be like, oh, you know, like it like totally transformed their thinking. Yeah. So at that point, the limiting belief that they came in telling me that they couldn't do right. was turned into, well, maybe I can do something because guess what? We're not drawing stick figures in this class. That's not why you came to this class. You don't need to draw stick figures to put color on a canvas. Absolutely. Okay. Anyway, I'm getting fired up. You're getting fired up. <laughs> and that's all right. We want to get fired up. And I tell you, I hope, hopefully that story there, it kind of fires you up a little bit. If you're listening to this, you're thinking, you know what? I want to become a more creative person. I want to take the gifts that, you know, that the Father above has given us. And, like, I want to use that. I want to do things with it. Um, whether you're in business or not in business or you're side hustling it, the whole idea is, is that you're creating within yourself. 
because that's the whole key is you have that kind of inner self that you're wanting to kind of bring out like your own thoughts and your own ways of doing things so which, which is what art is yes art is i mean you create um, regardless if it's art or not you're creating your interpretation yeah. your interpretation of whatever so it has to come from within. It does. And I think it's so important, and that's why we're going to address it today on the podcast. We're going to give you five things that you can radio in. You can tune your brain into creativity. Now, the five things we're going to give you, there's no particular order that you have to follow. And honestly, I think we could go all day with a long list, but at some point we had to say, okay, we can only give five. And the podcast isn't going anywhere, so hey, we can take one of these or even more of these later on and talk more about it. Now, I'll tell you what, if you get a hold of us on our social medias, Instagram and TikTok, uh, you can follow us at businessbuildingmentors.com or Let's Create Art or even Layers of Grace Designs. We got three businesses, folks. <laughs> you can get a hold of us at one of those three places or all three. Hey, DM us and say, hey, I love your podcast about the whole creativity and the five things. One of these really worked for me. But hey, Corey Whitney, can I ask a question? Absolutely. You can ask a question. And you know what? We want you to. This podcast is about community. So get on out there, follow us on those social medias, and ask us some questions. We would love to talk about and answer your questions and even mentor you all on our podcast. So... Whitney, you got anything to say before we get to these five topics? No, I think those are really good. Like, I know that, like you just said, we have three businesses. Like, we we do a lot of things, and, and I mean, we are creatives at heart. Like, we, like, are all over the place. We, you know, have our creative businesses that are our art businesses. That's what normally people think of when they think creative, but... What creativity is, is not just putting paint on a canvas or on a piece of furniture, or it really doesn't have anything to do specifically with Picasso, like, or any other artist for that matter. Like, creativity is applied as much in our, um, our business mentoring, our VA business, our website design, our social media, like, you know, our, our more technical business. We apply creativity over there as much as we do in what is traditionally thought of as a creative business where we are actually playing in paint. Right. And a lot of our a lot of our students, our clients, because we do, we, we have an art an art shop, we have a furniture finishing shop, we have a VA business consulting. Um, and people are always like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can paint fine art. You can refinish this furniture to look brand new, and you can build a website? Right. And you're like a marketing mastermind? And we're like, yeah, and like, oh my gosh, how can one or two people have so many great gifts? And we're like, it's because we're honed in on our gifts. Right. There's plenty of things I can think of that I don't do. Absolutely. There's lots of things. I'm not pressure washing. No. Although it does look very satisfying. It could But let's keep it to the satisfying (laughs) videos, and let's not actually do it, because three's enough. But the idea is, if someone says, hey, how do you have three? Like, like, how does someone have so much? It's called creativity. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it at our core of who we are, and, you know, because I was a high school teacher for a lot of years, and I was a teacher, but at my core, that's not who I was. I was a motivator. 
I was an encourager. That's who I am. That's who God calls me to be. I used that gift in an assignment. Teaching for a season was an assignment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Furniture is a season in my life. Mentoring entrepreneurs is a season. You know, it's an assignment. And so we all have these great gifts, but the whole idea is is creativity. We've honed our creativity and we're open to it, that alignment. And that's what you're really searching for, is that your true self inside your heart and your soul, right? That's what God really wants is your soul to be in this so you can align to what he calls you to be. And when you start getting into creativity, you will naturally begin to go into those elements, One thing I think also that is a sticking point when you talk about creativity is, you know, the first thing was what I just said. People like to think it has to do with paint or Mm -hmm. art supplies, and that's not necessarily it. And it's also like what you originally said, like, you know, not everybody has it, but everybody does have it. Sometimes it, it appears like all over to you like Mm -hmm. sometimes it is you know a little more hidden so creativity can come and go in your life so when you feel like you're stagnant or when you feel like you've hit like you know a spot where you're not progressing it's maybe because it's time for to bring the creativity in so when you say like we are creatives and we have these businesses and you know, we're aligning and, you know, that doesn't mean that we're always mm-hmm. in the flow of creativity, but when we are in the flow of creativity, then those things that you listed that we do right. and our purposes or whatever, they just come out in whatever it is that we do. So when you are a teacher, your creativity came out in various ways there. Right. So it's always around and it's always in there so regardless of whatever you're doing in this season or not it is there right so like whenever i was teaching you know most people like oh you teach kids how to read write um whatever no And, and i taught social studies so it's pretty much anything but whenever i designed my lessons I did not design it around memorizing historical facts i didn't design it around sitting up there and lecturing about historical stories Um, I designed my lessons to create conversations between myself and groups of students. The idea was, you know, to be different. And I think that's something we need to think about is how to be different. Because I think when you see people who are different, you're like, they got something going on, right? They're kind of, and the creative element, I think, is what kind of makes them seem different. And so the idea was flipping my classroom into a space in an atmosphere where young people felt confident and safe to share ideas, to ask questions that they typically normally wouldn't be able to ask in a classroom. And that was always my goal. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's when they seem like they're different or they seem like they're doing things differently or they approach, you know, whatever it is in a unique manner I, I think that is them not, right. it's essentially kind of like not following the straight line that was right. laid out for you. It's kind of being right. open to zigging or zagging or trying this over here or, you know, like, so it's not necessarily like if you feel like one, 
fearful or two like there is a right path and it's a straight line and you got to get on it and you got to go your creativity is basically going to be you know put pushed aside and said shh we got to do it this way Mm -hmm. but it's those people that you know do it differently try these things and pivot and kind of you know it's kind of like they're zigging and zagging instead of following the straight line they're the ones that are essentially harnessing their their inner creative in in exploring and trying and using different mediums and a new technique and you know developing a new skill or approaching the whatever in a different manner and we all have that option it's just do we want to use it or do we not want to use it so that's one of the misconceptions i think that is out there it's typically thought of as paint and it's not just you know art supplies and we all have it right we can all choose to use it i really like the point that you bring up and we're going to get to our our, our list here we're going to get <laughs> we will get to the five we things have here, to folks. talk about some of these misconceptions of creativity right. from the get well hopefully right now is what you've got going on in your brain is you have all you know you have a little bit of some of some curiosity which we're going to get to in a little bit that's one of these things but what i really want to kind of get at is observation because whitney you said that it's not just the arts where no. creativity comes in no and you can see this in your daily life mm-hmm. and so if you're kind of like you know if you're kind of like we're just going to call the lady pam hi my name's pam and i'm here to paint and i can't even draw a sick figure well you know pam like we're gonna take that mindset if you're there right if you are far far on one side of like i can't be creative at all to something you can do is start to be more observant and if you look at okay if i'm being observant in my daily life look at the people and what they do so if i go through a drive-through whether it's starbucks mcdonald's burger king taco bell right i kind of feel like most of the drive-through workers kind of do the same thing and it's kind of the same way, right? Mm-hmm. It's take the order, take the cash, get the food, have a nice day. Yeah, right? system, a straight line. But every so often, you'll get someone on that intercom and you'll be like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, what's with the energy? Right. Shoot, I'm going to go ahead and just upgrade to the chicken nuggies. That's right. You know? Man, she's having a good day. Right, and it, it's like, would you like to supersize that? No, it's like, hey... Hey, did you know for a dollar more, you can get a really great deal and get a sweet tea with these chicken nuggets? Well, you know what? I think that sounds good. And then you're like, wait a minute, I can't even have sugar. What am I doing? (laughs) Right? But it's something, it's the person is different and it's their creative element. Mm -hmm. Right? It's almost like, I understand that this is a stepping stone position probably for me, but I'm going to do it the best I can and I'm going to do it with passion. Mm -hmm. And I know people... I've thought about it. Like, we're looking for an employee, right? And I'm going through the drive-thru. I'm like, this person is, like, so good. Are they looking for a job? Right. It's like, hey, could you sand furniture and refinish it? (laughs) You know, it's like, like, wow, I kind of want to hire you. And I think sometimes, you know, observation. Beyond just people, um, Whitney brought up a really good one about trees. So... You you were saying, like, you know, if you really kind of just sit for a little bit and look at a tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Right. If you if you just look at a tree, you can you we all do this every day. Mm-hmm. We look at a tree and we're like, oh yeah, I know it's brown on the bottom and then it's got green on the top. That's a tree, yeah. right? And at a basis level, right? That's what the world says a tree is. Right. That's what if we're following the straight line, that's your basic tree. Like 
Yeah, he's got some branches, he's got some bark, he's got some green, there's some mm-hmm. dirt, like, there might be a, you know, lizard on it, like, you know, basically that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you stop a minute and you, like, really look at that tree, yeah. you'll you'll see, like, oh, that bark isn't just brown, it's got gray and black, and, you know, you go up the tree and you're like, man, look at those branches. The, the branches are, like, they don't just go straight out, there's, like, branches that go, like up and there's branches on the bottom and there's these little bud things on the Mm -hmm. branches and like there's so many of them there's not just like a few of them holding it up and there's big ones and there's small ones well at that point when you're observing this tree you're seeing so much right so much color so many different shapes and 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 lines and ways and right. at that point you're engaging right. your your the creative side of your of your mind as you're like engaging in observing this tree that you see all the time every day right. everywhere right and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you I, this god has come on me and he's kind of given me something i want to give it to somebody here if you're in this place, first I have to let you know, there's the way of the world, what we were told to do things, how to do things, what rules to follow, like don't make messes, like, you know, choose the path that is of least resistance because that's the easiest. And then you have the opposite of that. I want you to think of two different trees. I want you to think of a tree, whether it's at a park, it's in your yard, or it's on a street avenue where you live. And where a crew comes out every three months and they trim this tree and they manicure this tree to be a certain way. I imagine if you think about that tree for a little bit, it looks like most of the other trees around it. They're Mm -hmm. all like nicely groomed. There's no low lying branches. Everything's kind of like pointing into a nice circular pattern. And of course, if depending on power lines going through it, (laughs) it might depend on what it looks like. But let me tell you about this other tree. The tree known as I am, it's in the wild. It's in the forest. If you get off the the main pathway, that mainstream pathway, and you get onto a trail and you see a tree that's been in nature that hasn't been altered, it's very different looking. It's much wider. It's as wide as it is tall Mm -hmm. versus the mainstream tree that's been manicured is tall but not wide. And your creativity... Is like a circle and you're the being inside that circle and so you are as tall as wide with creativity because it is like the world it is round but if you stay in this system of being manicured and having certain branches cut you're being limited and so starting in a place of observation mm-hmm. allows you to start realizing am i allowed to grow mm-hmm. if i am a tree am i allowed to go in the direction of the sunlight Right. Or am I being trimmed back and saying, no, get back in the box. Mm -hmm. Stay in this realm. No, no, no. If you go too far over here, you'll step in the other tree's way. We don't want to do that. Right. That's like a really good example because like if you're the tree that's always being trimmed into a circle and, you know, you're for for in a real life example, um, you know, let's just say that you paint canvases and you're an artist that likes to do um portraits right you do like realistic portraits 
but you look out and you see oh it looks like the market is um these abstracts mm -hmm. and you're a realistic portrait artist well if you're gonna live by the tree theory that we that we just the example we just talked about you're gonna go like trim yourself up and try to like be another tree right. in the line of abstract right. canvas right and it's going to be difficult and it's going to be hard and you're going to get burned out because your true real self wants to be right. a portrait artist right yeah so your branches essentially at that point would look like they're right. sticking out in the market right. of a, of the sea of trees that have been trimmed circle right and hey i don't think that's a bad thing right i think that sometimes we get you know caught up in our mind like oh what is what will what color will people buy what color are they putting in their house what kind of artwork do they want um you know how how can i make the sale how can i make the sale i need the money i need the money i need the money and sometimes if we just focus on being the tree that is out in the wild and growing in the right. ways that we were meant to grow we'll make the cells right because if you go back to the core self, right? It's like for me, I'm a motivator. And then you have people, their core value is an artist. But their assignments are maybe are different in the arts. One is sculpting for a season. One may be a portrait artist and they might try abstract. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with trying it. Mm -hmm. But if you try it and you're like, this feels against, against who I am, mm -hmm. then go back and how do you make your portraits different? How can you take those and bring it to the marketplace? Right. And make a difference. Yeah. All right. Next one. So we got one down, observation. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the easiest one you can do. It doesn't yeah. require you to look within yourself. No. You're looking outwardly on things and seeing how things mm -hmm. are different than the mainstream. Yeah, one thing that, uh, while we're talking about that, one more thing. Like, I know we we're not going to get to this list. <laughs> we are. We're going to get there. I'm going to make it hurry up. Um, one quick thing that you can do, I know we have, like, a lot of, like, busy schedules. And, you know, I have three kids and, like, you know, things are crazy. Um, but we are always in a car and we are always driving. Mm -hmm. And you can, like, really just take in the color of the cars around you. Yeah. Or you can like just look up at the sky and really look at the color, focus on the color that's in the cloud. And those are just really quick, simple, little one minute, like right. on your walk to the car. Like yeah. really look at the cloud. It is, it's one minute. Right. It's not like you're sitting there for four hours no. like, just watching waves come in and trying to document how they're different. It really is. It's just a minute here and there. It's right. Just, be open. Yeah. To if observe. you're sitting at your desk at work, I mean, just look down at your hand and like really look at all of the lines in your hand for like a minute. Like just observe all of the lines in your hands, like get lost in the lines of your hands. And like if you do that throughout the day for a minute at a time, like mm -hmm. just observing, it'll really start sparking that creative right. like flame. 
So. Okay, next one. Well, first off, <laughs> stop looking at your hand, folks. <laughs> I'm sure everyone, I did. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at my hand like squirrel syndrome. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're supposed to cover a list here. But you know, I really like how you bring that because our hands are not the same. No. And compare it. If you have a spouse, if you have a friend or a relative, somebody, compare your hand to someone else. Actually, you can compare your left to your right. They're I, completely different. Exactly. It is crazy yeah. how different the lines are. All right. Uh, next topic, let's go with dreaming and curiosity. Um, you know, with this with this one, I don't mean like, you know, go take a hard nap. <laughs> go take a load off. <laughs> go sleep. Dream. What would you want your life to look like? What is something that you feel is missing? Like, what is that common thing on the daily that you're like, I wish I had more of blank or I wish I could do blank? And get curious with that. Really think about what would your life look like like that. Um, you can even take us into individual things. I feel like Whitney's got, you got something? No, I think this is really good. I, I think that like sometimes we, sometimes dreaming is a little hard. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you enjoy, like let's just say you work a job, you work for somebody and you work at a desk, right? And on a computer, but you just had a conversation with somebody talking about um, like mowing your yard, the way you mow your yard. Like, I don't know why, like my grandpa was like really into like the design of mowing his yard, right? He was really into that and he could have a conversation with somebody like that, but he worked a you know in in an office setting mm -hmm. in a professional setting right and so if you work in a professional setting like that and you know you enjoy something like how you cut your grass mm -hmm. then like just stop when you find yourself talking about that and feeling like you're excited yeah. or you enjoy that just stop a minute and get curious right what if i you know, cut right. the grass differently. What if I cut the grass for someone else? Mm -hmm. What would it be like if you cut the grass for a football team? Right. You know, like just start getting curious because some, right. sometimes the word dreaming can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, because the world says, "Hey, kid, get your get your head out of the clouds." Right. Right. But I feel like we kind of have to go there. You I mean, kind of have to. Go. I am pretty sure Tesla would not be a thing if someone's heads. No. I mean, their whole group of people had their heads in clouds. Google does it. Right. Google. I had heard this saying. Like Google, their newest products that they come out with come from a like a three day conference that they give like their their creative team employees, mm -hmm. and they literally have them just like completely opposite of what you would think. Like not at desk. Like it's beanbag chairs. Like, like whatever. A, yeah, I mean, complete comfort. You choose you. You do your thing. And that is where their newest products always come from. Is right. from when they allowed their creative teams to do that. And then they take those things and, of course, you know, to the business process. Right. They go from there. But, yeah, it is like, hey, like, you don't have to do it. And I think it's really – you brought up your grandpa and, like, about the whole cutting the grass. So passion comes before purpose. And passion is closer to, like, what your true self is. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, I will – argue we have more than one passion which means you have more than one gift mm -hmm. right and you will use certain ones if not more than one in your assignments that you're given assignments are like more of your purpose purpose changes over time but your passions typically never do but the fact that someone can be like oh i can go 20 minutes 
at any given time and talk about cutting grass. And people, you know, if, if like for you, think about what is something that people say, oh, you always know so much about that topic. Man, it's so easy for you to get blank. Or whenever you walk into someone's house or into a store, what are the, some of the first things that you begin to pinpoint and look at and go, well, you know, the candles in Target, like, you know, they're not exactly color-coded the right way. You know, that's that's different. That's a, actually a creative side of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So dreaming and curiosity really kind of allows that. Now, I don't think your grandpa... Like working in banking and also have a lawn mowing business. I don't think lawn mowing business was a purpose of his, but he did have a passion for his grass looking good. Absolutely, and and he was passionate about you know if you needed help for, like getting your grass to look good, he he's gonna Ooh. know how to help you. He could have been a an expert lawn consultant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's how there's a business. So right there, there you go. Just focus on, you know, like, oh, I really seemed, felt like I enjoyed having that conversation about grass. I wonder what it would look like if all I did was talk about grass. <laughs> if all I did was mow grass. I wonder what would life be like if I was the grass expert well, if, in this town. If all you did was talk about grass all the time, people would not want to talk to you. <laughs> And I want, no, I mean, and here's the thing. That's a true thing. When you they are living passion and purpose, people will begin to separate themselves from you. And that is completely fine. No, 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 no. People would want to talk to you because people have a problem with their yards and they would want to talk to you about that. And you would be spending <laughs> your time talking about what you wanted. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You pick the next one, Whitney. Um, okay, so the next one, let's go with a change of environment. Change of environment. So sometimes, and I don't want to say that it's a toxic environment. We don't have to go no. that deep. No, it can but just be routine. It can be your routine. It can just be the type of job that you have. It could be, I mean, we have three kids, and they were all in, we had, all three were in diapers at the same time. And I felt like all we ever did was buy diapers, change diapers, and that's it. It was like all the time. It was just like constant like pampered boxes all over the place all the time. And it literally just got to a point where it was like, uh, I am so sick and tired of seeing diapers. <laughs> and now, four years later, like I see a box, it doesn't even bother me. But sometimes like when you're in the going and the coming and just the constant of your day, you need a little bit of a change of environment. And sometimes this could literally just be getting a moment of peace now i know dads do this they come home and it's the bathroom it's the kingdom <laughs> it's the throne room and you don't know how long dad will be there and sometimes you might have to just are you okay sir <laughs> dinner has been ready for 45 minutes but you are nowhere you're telling your secrets <laughs> so all you dads out there you, you know what i mean but sometimes it's just getting to a place where you can allow yourself to start asking questions to start dreaming, uh, becoming curious, and also just, you know, reflect. Reflection is a, is a type of observation. And just begin to reflect on what parts of your day brought joy, what parts of your day were just like, oh, just really didn't like having to deal with that. Right. Yeah, and in, I think like, you know, like as, as an artist, for me, when I'm painting a canvas, um, one of the, if, one of the things I have found is like, 
if I remove myself and go outside or, you know, away and, and then come back, I mm -hmm. see it differently. Right. And then I think of something new and something, you know, creative and different that I had yeah. if I, I just kept staring at the same thing. And then also a thing that I have found is like, take the painting. I mean, if you're doing like a whole huge large mural, you're not taking that. But if you take the painting or the piece of artwork and you take it into a different environment, mm -hmm. so take it outside, look at it in the different light or, you know, what a, a different room a, on a different wall against a different color near a different whatever, then you start seeing that differently also. Yeah. You know, this kind of this reminds me of a story uh, from when I was a kid. So... What you're kind of getting at here is what's called the frustration of creativity. And so like writers have writer's block and there can be a creativity block and it can be extremely frustrating for anyone at any level of creativity or where you're at. But I can remember whenever I was like maybe 10 or 12, somewhere in those confusing years of childhood, um, <laughs> I had a neighbor and his name was Scott and he played in a rock band, like a, literally like a touring rock band. He'd be gone for like weeks and then he'd show up for like a week and then he'd leave again, and he used to pay me to mow his lawn, which is funny, he's your grandpa. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, my first business was literally like lawn care. I was like a 10-year-old, like mowing people's <laughs> lawns. Like, just give me a $20 bill, and I'll take care of your lawn. But anyways, um, he would, I used to mow his for $15 because he like haggled me, like grown man haggling a 10-year-old, right? Like, what's the matter with you? But it really was really good because I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Mm -hmm. And... This was like before YouTube. Right. This was like you had to buy a book. You had to pay for a lesson. I didn't have money for a lesson. Um, but so when he would come once a month, he would give me a lesson on guitar. And then that was like the discounted price that we did for like the lawn care. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember the thing that he always told me over and over and over again. He's, he said, playing guitar which I argue is a creative thing. Yeah, absolutely. Is frustrating sometimes. And when you're learning something new, it's more frustrating. Mm -hmm. Because it's not second nature yet. You haven't perfected it. You're still growing. And he said, when you get frustrated, put the guitar down walk away do something else and come back mm -hmm. and he said nine times out of ten when you come back you'll get the lick right you'll be able to pull off that riff that strum pattern pattern you're working on will be down right and it literally was always true mm -hmm. and i think that really applies to anything in life is like you know what i'm at a level where i feel more frustrated than creative mm -hmm. it's time to walk away right yeah, and sometimes we might not even notice that we're frustrated or tense or, you know, high strung or burned out or unmotivated or, you know, whatever it is. And so if we can just, man, like I was writing really well and then all of a sudden I can't write anything. Like nothing's coming out right at that point. Then mm -hmm. take a second and change your environment. Observe something while you're changing your environment and yeah. then come back and mm -hmm. let it flow. And if it's parenting, choose your battles. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm becoming extremely frustrated with this individual. I've told I mean, them five times. <laughs> parenting itself is a whole creative element. Oh, parenting is nothing but cells, folks. It's 
nothing but sales. And All you you're get doing creative. is sales. You got to oh, yeah. get creative to sell your thing. And sometimes you got to walk out of that room. Yeah. And if you got more than one kid, then you understand what a niche is. Because <laughs> oh how you handle one kid is not like the other. Okay, you- so... As you can tell, we can teach marketing also. <laughs> I see a course in the future called Marketing Like a Parent. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so All change right. our environment. What's, what else? Yeah, so, so so far we've covered observation, dreaming, and curiosity, and also changing your environment. The next one I want to go with is asking questions. So it's something I use to teach my students. And this applies to adults as well. And I use this technique with just about anyone who's trying to figure something out. Now, Whitney hates it when I do this. <laughs> I was just saying, I don't what think am I, I have, doing? I have what, nothing what am I to say? say about this. What am I going to say? Do you know? <laughs> when I ask you something, you ask me something back. Ding, 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 ding. That's <laughs> it, folks. All right. Podcast is done. The show is over. Yeah, no, that's right. Like... I used to teach my kids, my students, I call them kids because it felt like they were kids, but I used to teach them and now we even do it now in our business with our adult students. And our customers. Our customers and our own children. Everyone. Right. And honestly, you should do it with yourself. Here it is. Ask questions because you want to look at a situation or a thing from a different angle. You need to look at it from all the way around like so i'm gonna give you a i'm gonna break this down to an easy story okay you are car shopping right you are not going to just walk out blindfolded touch a car and then find a salesperson and say okay this is it this is the one i want (laughs) like no one does that you go and you look all around the car you first off you go look at hundreds of cars at 10 different car lots and then you go back to find the ones that kind of stuck out to you. At this point, you're in overwhelm. Yeah. And you like, don't even want to spend any of the money anyway. Four wheels and an engine, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're looking at that four-door sedan, you're going through, you're thinking, okay, I like the color. Um, the inside, I can do, you know, it's not, it's not my favorite color upholstery, but I can do it. It's doable. It's not bad. It's not great. It's good. I can I can settle with good because this is the Chevy Malibu I wanted. <laughs> All right, and the price the price is a little high. I'm gonna have to figure something out here on this price. What do you do next? You test drive it, right? Oh, you. What do you do next? <laughs> you just buy it. I was gonna say I'm gonna ask them if they're gonna do a better deal before I waste my time driving it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay, so obviously we're not going car shopping together. No. You can go car shopping and I'll come test it when you find the good one. So this is... Okay, so (laughs) price or test drive the thing, right? But either way, you're doing one of these two things. Because you can only see what's on the outside. Now you kind of know, okay, what's on the inside? How does it run? And at that point for me, maybe not Whitney, but for me... (laughs) Then I'm like, okay, look, like, you know, I could tell the fuel filter's bad. I'm going to need to get a new one, so let's get some price off this piece. So the idea here is that, you know, you be, you begin to ask questions. Now, in that situation, you're asking questions in your head, okay? Is this the right color? Is the price correct? Um, you know, it's not quite the size engine I wanted. Do I want to spend that much? Right. 
Well, I even get approved <laughs> for, the, right. for the credit. You know, but in creativity, it really is the same process. So if you are sculpting something and you are trying to make a vase or a vase, however you say it, <laughs> <laughs> um, you might be looking at a reference picture, right? But what if... I know Whitney's going to say something about canvas painting because she does this all the time. What if you look at your reference upside down? What if you take a different angle? What if you take a different approach or technique to that piece? Because the whole idea of creativity is uniqueness. And uniqueness is one of a kind. And when it comes to the marketplace... People love unique and one of a kind. And your true self is different than anyone else. Like the lines on your hand, your fingerprint is completely different than anyone else's. So if your fingerprint is different than anyone else, then why wouldn't your soul or your heart be or your gifts inside? They are. They, your fingerprints are just a visual outward place where you can see I am different from everyone else. I was made unique. Therefore, I have unique gifts tailored to me. Now, Whitney, you like to do a lot of abstract art. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Tell us the story. Tell us the breakdown of what you do with every single one of your abstracts. There's a story? Well, you so have a thousand stories. I get a canvas and I start with some idea in my brain like I see something okay let's just go with this story one time I like just had this random idea I was gonna paint this different Christmas tree and so but it wasn't gonna be red and greens it was gonna be like blues and so like a snowy midnight i don't know scene okay (laughs) so i had these like blues and i was putting the paint on the canvas and gearing towards like painting my christmas tree and i have this background in there because my tree is going to be like on the front of my background and I didn't draw anything out ahead of time or anything. I was just going with it. And so I have all my blues on this canvas. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this looks like a night sky. And I can make this water right here. And that Christmas tree ended up as a, like, sailboat crashing in waves. Okay, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. And so, as I was going, right, I started with an intention, an idea of a specific thing. But as I was going, I stopped and I was, like, asking myself questions, like, throughout it of, you know, I really like the way that the blues are blended here. I, what if this, like, really looks like a crashing, like, you know water a night sky okay well i mean at this point i can abandon ship (laughs) and not do the tree and just keep going and as i go i just kept asking questions so when i paint sometimes 
that's how it goes. So right. I initially started with a color palette because of this idea I had. But as I went, I asked questions and the whole course of everything changed. And I ended with a, a completely different um, painting that is now a joke. Like, this is a common thing that happens with me. Like, I don't even think anybody asks me in the beginning anymore, what are you painting? Because everybody knows, like, I could say a Christmas tree, and yeah. by the end it's going to, it could end up as a ship. Because I am open to asking questions right. as I go, instead of being fixated on um, making sure that it turns out perfect it stays exactly like right. I planned to begin with and I have to say like the process for me like asking questions and and creating like what one what it wanted to be is so much easier right. than me trying to just stick with the path that I originally intended to set like Right. You know, it's what it reminds me of is sports teams. They almost always go into the halftime and they change up their plan, mm -hmm. especially if they're losing. Now, you had all intentions of doing one thing, but, right. but because of your curiosity right. and your observations, right. which then drawn you to questions, mm -hmm. your intentions began to shift. Right. And to change, right? And you went with the creative flow, right? I let right. I let my creativity come out and play rather than trying to be that manicured right. tree right. that is a circle. Creativity is really a lot like a river; it just flows. Right. Water comes here, it goes there, it rises, it goes down. The tides come in, they go out. But if you dam a river, it becomes a lake. Right. And you essentially, now the course of how the water acts has been shifted. Right. It no longer has that flow. Right. It can sometimes become stagnant. And so if you find yourself in your creative element and you're making, and you're like, I just really feel like I'm kind of out of whack. Well, maybe it's time to let the gates down. Maybe it's time to remove the dam. Maybe it's time to move into a different river. Mm -hmm. Get in your boat. Get in the sailboat. Right. Whether change, it's crashed or not. And go downstream because there could be better water down your way. Right. A new season and a new assignment. Right. Sometimes when we begin to feel stuck in something, it can be our assignment changing. And if we want to push against that, we're going to start losing our creativity. Yes. But if you harness it, you can start going and shifting and be going into a new season. You have to be open and available. Right. I think absolutely whenever we feel like, you know, discontent in whatever way or things are hard or it's just missing or it's just lost or then we probably are trying to, like damn it up or right. you know make it be something right. rather than just exploring you know well what would happen if because when i am doing that painting like i get to a point and i'm like okay like do i want to alter course here like right. do, do i really want to end with a christmas tree right and then i start going into curiosity of well what would it look like 
what would happen if I try to go this other route and it doesn't work out? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you get these blocks in your creativity, um, which we made a course on this, it's a mini course and we absolutely love it, but we wanted, we really felt like, hey, you know, this is a thing that happens and most people can overcome their blocks. A lot of people don't, but we don't want anyone to get left behind. We don't want anyone to get stuck in the lake behind the dam and not feel like they can still live a purpose in an assignment with their creativity. And so we had put together this Unblock Your Creative uh, mini course um, because you know sometimes when we get discouraged, we need someone else. We need a little bit of mentorship. We need like a little bit of reconnection and sometimes more clarification yeah. on where we should be going. And when we made that course, that was the whole intentionality of it was, you know, I don't want to be stuck in a place where I can't create freely. So what can I do? Who can help me? Who can I look to that's there and have my creativity begin to flow again? Right. And I think a lot of times if we just understand what what oh the majority uh like what is the base that causes this Mm -hmm. like you know if we just have an understanding of that then when we get into these this place because we're going to get into this place it you know as much as we would like to live in a creative state all the time like we're just not we're just not like we're gonna get blocks, we're gonna get burnout, we're gonna, you know, get the discouragement. It's gonna happen. So if we can understand ourselves and mm-hmm. understand like the the a bottom basis like meaning and reasoning it's happening, then the uh, our ability to use the tools right. to get us out of it like really relatively fast and easy is um, so much greater rather than if we don't reach for the tools. I mean, we don't reach for the understanding. We're not going to be able to like come up with any tools. And then we just get stuck working a nine to five job that we no longer like, you know, because we don't, we, we just don't understand to apply the tools that really could change it all for us super fast. Right. So good. All right. So before Whitney teaches us this final topic because she always has the best interpretation of it Um, i want to just recap the four things that we've already discussed number one was observation make sure that you're looking at things and seeing how are they different how are they unique um how am i myself made unique observation can also be like you know i'm feeling frustration let me move out of this area and come back to this. I'm beginning to understand that I feel a block and maybe there's a different assignment coming for me. I need to observe things to be open to that. Number two was dreaming and curiosity. It's really thinking of where where do you want your craft to go? Where do you want to be in life? And begin to just kind of like, you know, really think what that would look like and what your life would be if you were there. The third one is the change of environment. Sometimes we can get into a little bit of a stagnant place, a place that's a little bit more like A plus B equals C, and not so much of C creativity and whatever letters you wanna use today, go for it. (laughs) Um, So 
And then sometimes it can just be like your daily responsibilities as a parent. Like you do have a lot to have to take care of and, you know, making sure that you're using your time wisely instead of three hours of binge watching something. Maybe it's an hour of thinking creatively or practicing your creativity into something and then maybe watch a show before bed. And of course, that fourth one is asking questions, kind of turning things upside down from a side here, looking at it from a mirror so that you can kind of see every piece of it outside in it. Now, our final topic that's going to help you really start tuning your brain into creativity. Just play. Just play. Just focus on whatever it is that you're going to do as play practice exploration don't put the pressure on of producing something or knowing it all or making it perfect or knowing before you go or being confident before you start just play just play with whatever it is so one of our businesses is um, like website and marketing. So with that, we're not sitting around using paint. Like we're not sitting around using art tools, but we have to be creative in marketing. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that you strike gold is by playing. By playing with your words, by playing with your content, by playing with the way, way you're presenting your product, by, by you know, trying this and trying that and being open to, you know, different pictures and, and different or the services. Pixels. The pixels of the pictures. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when you're doing like websites, like play around, like be open to like changing the color and, you know, sitting with this like for a day or two and looking at it. And if you don't like it, then hey, you can change it. Right. So, you know, if you're painting furniture, like just play, just, pr just practice, just put some paint on there because Paint covers paint. Nothing is permanent. I mean, well, hardly anything is permanent. It, you can sand it off. You can paint over it. You can change it. You can, you know, change your job. You can, like, whatever it is, if you just focus on, eh, I'm going to play. I'm just going to play around here and see what happens. And, like, you know, a great way to do this is to get, like, a couple color pencils with colors that you feel like, yeah, I like this. I, li I like these colors today. Or some paint. Or, um, you know, whatever it is. like Different grass seed. Yeah. And just <laughs> kind of like experiment, right? Like have a childlike mind and attitude right. and just play. And as you're playing, it's going to start growing into right. something else. Because you're allowing yourself to to be creative and explore and experiment and you're taking that pressure off of producing a product producing something somebody's going to think is worthy um one-upping your your last website your last client your last painting like you know don't put the pressure on making anything better. Yeah. Just play and explore. Use a different medium. Like, try, you know, 
creating some graphics use you know a different program like whatever it is just approach it as hey i'm just going to play with this for a little while i'm not expecting it to be perfect i'm not expecting it to be great and it doesn't even have to turn out to be anything right and most of the time it will turn out to be something right and if it doesn't oh well you spark that creativity that you're going to use to make something in another area of your life turn out to be something. Sometimes I kind of look at it as, um, when I used to coach high school track, um, we spent 95% of our time practicing. Right. For the 5% show. Right. And you need that. But I want you to understand is like, sometimes in art, you're probably doing a little more producing. It's probably way more than 5%. Mm -hmm. But... Sometimes it's okay to go over and just get some, like a scrap piece of canvas or whatever, and begin to practice Mm -hmm. your craft. Because what we call that is, we call that warming up, and we call it stretching. And in your creative side of your brain, the parts of your brain and the types of chemicals that are being released in the practicing will begin to start kind of lifting in your inner creativity, and that will come out into your finished product right so we're super excited i thought this was an awesome episode um if you thought it was awesome we would love it if you left a review but i want you to do something a little bit extra i want you to leave a review and i want you to pinpoint which of the five steps do you think was most helpful and why because when you write when you choose one and you write about it you're telling yourself hey this is how I can unblock. This is how I can become a creative. So maybe you are a good dreamer. Maybe observation is your thing. Maybe you just like to practice all the time. Or maybe you're like, you know, I really like the idea of like car shopping, asking different questions, looking in a different way. You know, for me, it's a change of environment. I got to get out of the same mundane and get into something that's a space for me to create. Whichever five it was, go ahead and leave a review. Let us know which one and why you liked it. And we'll be back next Thursday with another episode. Well, hey, creative friends. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and you go take action in your business. If you really enjoyed this episode, we hope that you definitely subscribe to us. And if you know some creative friends out there, go ahead and share to them. For next time, we'll be here, same time, same place.